Hello and welcome back to the winter update episode of the 4141 podcast. My name is Bennett Broaddus and usually I would be joined by a special guest, our co-host, Kellen Small, but he is out today. So we are joined by even more special guest, Evan Parker. How are you doing today, Evan? Doing well. Thank you for having me you, on. You, you ready to update everyone on the winter? What's yeah. going on? Because our, our winter teams right now are low-key killing it. I think everybody is in a positive winning record. So that's good to see. Yeah, it's looking really good on the hill right now. But for now, let's roll the intro. So to start our winter sport update, we're going to go to the pool. We're led by Coach Monsignor and Coach Haverlack. They, they just have an, a, a remarkably talented group of underclassmen that are just getting it done. Josie and JJ Arbuckle, a sophomore and freshman brother and sister, actually, who are just tearing up the pool, placing first in all the competitions so far. And then Daniel Walker and Seth Lee, also underclassmen, also tearing it up. And uh, I think they're, uh, they're competing um, every Friday. I think they've been competing. And, but obviously, still the senior leadership there with Diane Lynn and Justin Yu, who are also very talented and uh, nurturing this next group of swimmers. And also, Evan, I know you play basketball. Yeah. Um, and I hear there's some very talented uh, underclassmen on the basketball team. You want to talk to us? Yeah, about that? I mean, just kind of like the swim team, we have a ninth grader in Francis Chukwudubelu, who's, who's a big guy. He's 6'11", but um, he's just now playing his first high school games because he's a freshman, obviously. And he's been getting a lot better as the season's gone on, just like cleaning up the boards, all kinds of finishing down low and getting all the blocks on the defensive end. And another underclassman, Micah Robinson, has been by far our best defender on the perimeter and just really shutting him down. Everybody on the team's calling him off night, like Davion Mitchell, because mm. he's just... That's, he's, a kid, that's a kid from Baylor, right? Yeah, Davion Mitchell, yeah. yeah. Speaking, speaking of Baylor, Micah is getting tons. I mean, if you look at his Instagram just once, you're going to see that he's getting a ton of attention from these Texas schools. Do you think it's going to become more national soon? I mean, it's hard to say. He's still only in 10th grade, so he's got a lot of time to make that kind of decision, but I know that he's definitely excited to pursue basketball beyond the he, high school. He doesn't level. look like a 10th grader. Right, I mean, he right. looks like he's he looks best. like an NBA ready guy like yeah, right now, six, which is seven. which is pretty cool to have. And obviously right now, we're 9 and 6. And you said mm-hmm. that we're really the Francis is getting better. Um, Mike is continuing to prove that he's a, a elite perimeter defender. But I mean, we struggled earlier. What was what was the issue early in our season that maybe doesn't reflect in our record right now? Well, the biggest, the biggest two things was schedule and then kind of gelling together. So we had right, off the, right out the get-go, we had a tough schedule. Amarillo was a really good team. They have a kid from Villanova. So that was a hard game, and it was a good learning curve for us with, um, with our coaches and all of our team kind of playing together for the first time this year. And then after that Amarillo game, we also had a tough one against Westlake in that Hoops Fest where there were a lot of great teams that came into Dallas mm-hmm. for that. So... Uh, I think just kind of as we've gelled together, we've been able to take on those good teams. We've beaten uh, four ranked teams in our last four games, and uh, and we're on a six game win streak right now. So it's it's starting to roll and pick up. So you think that's that's offensively you're picking it up or defensively? Because I know in the beginning of the season, y'all seemed, I don't know, a little stagnant uh, on offense, just waiting for someone to take over, waiting someone for their, to to call their own name rather than maybe moving the basketball. Um, but what do you think? I mean, a little bit of offensively, like you were saying, but I think like with when we have someone like Noah who's able to just score pretty much on any level as well as he is, and Lee who's just so good inside, the offense has kind of still found itself even when we seem a little bit slow. Defensively, we just hadn't been working together and filling in the spots when we were trying to rotate in a zone or, or if our man got past us, just like the little things that aren't always so easy to see. But since we've kind of picked up on our defensive end and it's led to us being in position for rebounds, We've kind of held teams to scoring less and getting less shots up every game, 
which has helped us win. Do you think Francis, being a freshman, is having trouble acclimating to maybe boxing out someone who's as big as him? Because has he really played anybody as big as him as being 6'11 and maybe an 8th and ninth grade? I mean, I think that he's de- it's definitely something he's got to learn. I-, I-, I would just say that it's more not familiarity with it. Not that he's not able to. He's just never had to do it. Like Yeah, kinda- it's getting practice, which right. is understandable. Yeah, Exactly. Going over to the girls' side, they're also winning record 4-3, and three, and they themselves have a very talented player in Seabell Zambi. She's dropped 42-36. and 36 Crazy. In two separate games, obviously, for this, for this team, both in tournaments, which, I mean, to see that at, in any, in, at any level is, is crazy, but especially the high school level, it's fun to have somebody. And she is a reclassed junior, so now she's a sophomore at Greenhill. Right. Right. Um, so we're hoping we can keep her around. And then Mia... Obviously, uh, Mia Ness is our captain this year, looking to get her second SPC championship. Were you at the first SPC championship game? It was in ESD. It, it was, was at, at ESD. ESD yeah. yeah, that was crazy because I thought so. We rushed the we rushed the court. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, with like point one seconds left, and uh, they ended up getting another shot, right. and it went in, but after the buzzer. Right, I remember. And so that. I thought yeah. we we thought we thought we almost lost, and it was almost the mm-hmm. fans' fault. But other than that. Basketball team, looking to keep it going. I know your advisor is the basketball coach. Yeah. So if you want to speak on him and his uh, coaching ability as well as his teaching ability. Nothing bad, of course. No, no. Um, so he did teach me for a trimester in math a while back. But uh, Mr. Sandler is just super excited for the season. I mean, the way that Seabell has been able to score has just been awesome. And he's just thrilled and just surprised at how well she's been able to do. And obviously, he has that kind of rapport with Mia, um, the captain. So things are seem to be working well on the locker room side of things. And obviously... They got that winning record, so I think everything's translating to what they want it to be. Yeah, and Mr. Sandler is definitely like one of the most um, loved coaches at Green Hill, as well as teachers. Right. Um, he seems to really reach his students and his uh, um, his athletes really well from a uh, just being um, there for them uh, off the court and on, and on the court. Um, I, I see him arguing with refs. I see him really advocating um, for these girls he's coaching for, which is something you really like to see, especially within Green Hill. Um, going to the field, soccer just got back from their trip from Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, unfor- I mean, they played some very, very good talent in Houston, and they, I think they came away with a win, a loss, and a draw. Um, so not, not the outing, obviously, they're looking for. They're looking to go 3-0, but against a pretty tough competition, that's something you like to see, like you said, with basketball. Playing tough competition is kind of something that's hard to do because you may lose, um, but something that's necessary, I think, in the team building. And uh, so how, where do you think competition – do you think if you were a coach, would you schedule a ton of good competition um, to play against? It's hard because, you know, you, you want to have all the wins and kind of get momentum building, but it, at the same time, when the ultimate goal is counter season in SPC, you just want to be prepared. So if that means taking some losses in some non-counter games to be there – there, there's still some value in that. So there's really two sides to it. And um, especially when with our with our soccer team, even if you can squeeze out some draws and just find the the good in those games, mm-hmm. there's definitely some um, progress to be made off of that. And I think the soccer team looks at it now as a as a now or never um, for SBC championship because of such the large senior influence. Right. I think there's something close to like 13 seniors uh, rostered. I know um, Amelia Garcia just committed yesterday, yep. um, which would be Wednesday. Uh, this episode would be out Friday. So Wednesday, he committed to Columbia to play soccer, which um, is like an amazing, amazing accomplishment for him and his family, and uh, we wish him the best. Um, but obviously, you can just see the influx of talent we have um, in the senior level. I think almost all the starters, I think uh, um, eight of the 11 starters on the team are, at, in fact, seniors. So. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna. Be, I mean, they're our friends. Excited to see him out there. Excited to see him winning. 
Um, and going over to girls soccer, who's four and one, this is another mm-hmm. thing because they have been blowing out teams, destroying um, them. Yeah. yeah. So I think they won their game last night, like eight or nine to one. Um, so that's another thing. Like they're playing. Maybe I I don't know. Are they are they this good? I hope they're this good because I mean that would be great things on the hill. Which right. Is, which exactly. Is, which is always good to see. Um, but this goes into our conversation earlier about scheduling. Um, but I'm excited to see. I'm excited to see what they, what they can do this year. They blew out teams in Houston. They blew out teams in Dallas. They've got three amazing captains who I know uh, play club soccer year round. Like, uh, Claudia and Aaron, who have been on the show, uh, and Kendall Hashimoto, who is another one of our three sport athletes. Um, that's just tremendous. So um, I'm looking forward to this winter. Yeah, I mean. There are a lot of good teams, and a lot of them are winning just a lot more than normal, so it's really fun. So hopefully we can have uh, a nice little maybe two or three championship winter season for uh, um, for the Hill. But... I don't, we could set the bar a little higher than that. Oh, oh he's yeah. going four or five. All right, so we're going to sweep SBC this year, basically yeah. what Evan's saying. Um, but Evan, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, maybe we're going to have you back, depending on when uh, my usual co-host, Kellen Small, gets back from his little sabbatical. Um, we'll keep you updated though and you can check us out on Twitter uh, and uh, Spotify at 4141podcast thank you so much this has been Ben Abradas and Evan Parker and we'll see y'all next time thank you